Hi, a belated Happy New Year to you. I've been out of action. I've missed you. I had COVID and it has taken a while to recover. However, we did have a good Christmas before that. I hope you did too. We had someone taking a driving lesson on the 31st, then a little bit of a string of COVID. But all's well now. I want to spend a bit of time chatting about the root of all disagreements. Huffs, puffs, tantrums, shouts. The root of it all is unmet needs. What, you may say? Sometimes they're shouting about not wanting to go to bed or arguing about something they can't have. Am I to stop everything and meet their needs? No, I'm not saying meet all needs. I'm just saying understand that this is what they are, unmet needs. Because once someone knows you hear their need, they don't need to act out, amp up or get physical in order to be heard. We all know, don't we, that mental health issues are on the rise, the rapid rise. And there are many issues out there that can cause our children stress and difficulty. School issues, friendship issues, issues of the fact that so many friends have issues, family breakdown, COVID challenges, you name it. And so many parents say it feels like there's nothing we can do. And I would want to say differently, there is so much we can do. In fact, the part we can play is more important now than ever. With the shift in cultural influence away from parents and towards peers, we need to gain their trust. They need us to build security in them. Trust builds security. There are places of trust where we can regain ground. We can expand our influence, restore peace, and increase their trust in us. And one of those places is understanding our children's needs. Even if we can't meet every need, we can build trust by validating their needs. So today I'm not going to talk about giving them everything they want, but I am going to chat about making sure that their unmet need is heard and understood and validated. If a child or a young adult doesn't feel understood by their parents, it affects their trust in that parent. They have to find other ways of meeting their needs or they have to hide their needs. They feel powerless and that can lead them to restore power through manipulation or lead them to disconnect with us, with those that they feel won't understand their needs. And these habits carry on into adulthood. Show me a manipulative adult and I'll show you an adult who lost trust in their primary carer in their early years. Bold statement, take me on. This isn't a parenting podcast for surviving the little years. I'm sure there are loads of those. It's for raising emotionally healthy adults, which happens to start in childhood. One day your toddler may just be screaming for another biscuit and it doesn't seem like a big deal. But it's that little heart that's learning what happens when it expresses a need that can't be met. And that same heart may be needing something else 10 or 15 years later. And they'll reference those early experiences to know whether we can be trusted with their needs. And that situation they might be facing could be a difficult situation with a friend, a teacher, sex, 
drugs, you name it. Do you want to be a trusted adult in that teen or young adult life? I know I do. In the words of Danny Silk, our ability to trust people is shaped in infancy. From the moment we enter the world, our deepest need is to love and be loved by other human beings and to develop lasting relational bonds. This need is met as we consistently complete trust cycles in our interactions with other people, specifically with our primary caregivers. We don't have to meet all their needs, but how we respond to their needs impacts those relational bonds. If needs are responded to in a negative way, trust gets broken, relationship gets broken. We may control many things in the home, but we don't get to control who our children trust. They get to do that. If we want them to be able to be vulnerable and honest with us, we need to validate their needs, even when we can't meet them. The need to stay out late, the need to watch one more episode, to have more screen time, to have this, to have that, to do this, to do that. We don't have to say yes, but how we say no is crucial. We can meet their need to be understood. We can create a culture in our homes of listening and understanding each other, even when we can't solve the problem, even if we have to keep the boundary in place. Home can be a safe space to express need. If we accept someone's need, we accept them. Or let me put that another way. If we reject somebody's need, they may well feel rejected. And different children have different needs. Some children desperately need to succeed. And we could argue that it's not healthy to never fail. But we can decide to understand the angst they feel when they haven't got all their spellings right. Or when they're frustrated by someone who's not being as obedient as they are in the home or the classroom setting. Meeting that feeling and understanding what it feels like in them is trust building. It builds those relational bonds. Some children have huge feelings. Everything feels personal and emotionally massive. If we minimise that child's need because it seems needy, they won't trust us. Some children need to understand everything before they follow the rules. They need to understand why and how and when in order to make logical sense of their world. And it can be exhausting for a parent. Have you got one of those? But telling that child, because I said so, or similar, will cause them to withdraw. Some children worry about everything. They want to talk about whether there are monsters under the bed, burglars, whether people in their life will die. They're the what would happen if kids. They're the worst case scenario thinkers. And it's easy to dismiss their need for security by diminishing their concerns, telling them it'll all be fine, don't worry so much. No, they have an unmet need. They need to have their concerns understood or their trust is eroded. Some kids are just switched on the whole time. They can go from the park to sport to having a friend over and be nowhere near maxed out. And we can get frustrated with their insatiable appetites for more. 
but understanding and acknowledging how they'd love the day to go in their ideal world doesn't mean you have to keep going. But understanding that they still have energy, they're disappointed there aren't 10 more plans in the day, builds those emotional bonds. Some kids are commanding and confrontational. It's how they've learned to get heard. And we can rise up against kids like that and bring them back down to a manageable size. But in doing so, we undervalue their need. Helping them to know we accept their needs, even if we can't meet their needs, calms their amygdala. Making time to hear those needs helps them to trust that we do care about them, even if we can't meet all their needs. It will enable them to feel heard without having to go large. They'll feel accepted. Some kids keep their needs to themselves. They seem compliant, content, but it could be that they've learned not to express their need in case it doesn't get met or understood. Teaching children that we care about their needs and we want to hear them, even if we can't meet them all, helps them to rebuild their general confidence and their confidence in us. We can dream with them. Oh, I so wish I could make that happen for you. Lean into it. If I had a magic wand or a million pounds or 10 times the energy, I'd love to make that happen. Think back to the last time you wanted something. Maybe like me, you went through that cold snap recently and thought, oh, I so wish I was on top of a mountain with skis on, heading for a nice warm bar for a hearty skiers lunch and a glass of mulled wine. What response would you prefer? Well, you can forget all about that. They've closed the borders. Bad luck, you. First world problem. Or what a lovely idea. Wouldn't that be a perfect way to spend the day? Neither of those people met your need. But which one heard and understood you? Which one accepted your unmet need? Which one will you learn to share your needs with? So next time one of your kids is kicking up, acting out, shouting, demanding, complaining, dare to stop and build some relational credit. Find out what it is that they really want and lament with them that it isn't possible this time. Tell them that you really understand how much that means to them and even thank them for letting you know. You're building relational bonds, building trust, building self-esteem and confidence as they learn that you're a safe place to express yourself. These are the key components of good mental health. Trust, self-esteem, confidence. We can make such a difference in that tiny space where we might usually be tempted to manage their expectations. We can simply affirm their unmet need. Give it a whirl. I guarantee you'll see a more open communicator over the next weeks, months and years. Let me know how it goes. I want to end by thanking those of you who got in touch over the break. I appreciate every comment on the reviews at the bottom of the podcasts and I'm fairly open with my phone number and email and I also really thank you for your comments on there. It's one thing knowing the numbers of people that listen, 
But it's another altogether hearing personally from you when you share your breakthroughs, your stories or things that you want to cover. Every single one is appreciated. Here's one. The podcasts on boundaries I have found so helpful. They're just really connected in with where I'm at with the kids at the moment. We've had COVID and been in isolation and it's been really angsty and hard and intense and it was so helpful to have your little voice on my shoulder taking me through step by step how to stay calm and peaceful. Lots of frustrated moments too but it has been really helpful and means so much. If you'd like to dig in a little more on some of the topics and see them in print you'll love my beautiful colourful hardback book Parenting for Life. And you'll love the price too. So pop to thecourageousmama.com or the link below for your copy. And you can find me everywhere by that moniker. On the pod, Instagram, the blog and at gmail.com. And you'll also find a link below if you want to chat about something specific in your family life and find some tools and strategies for freedom. With much love from me, I'll see you next week.